0: All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Kente Corner, your favorite casual Hoya basketball podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Mancroft, and I'm joined here on, man, I guess it's another emergency pod if it's if it's March and the Hoyas aren't playing anymore. I'm joined by casual Hoya himself, Andrew Geiger, and Ben Stanick from The Athletic. Guys, I really thought there'd be a little bit of a break in between these pods, but we have the news today that Georgetown Big, recent All-Big East Tournament selection, Kudus Wahab, sophomore is entering the transfer portal. Guys, I will start with Andrew. How long ago does this make the Big East tournament feel?
1: It does seem like a long time ago. I mean, there are no more fun pods than emergency pods. Uh, unfortunately for Georgetown, it's usually for some sort of bad reason. But, you know, this one seems to me to not be a warning sign for anything going on with the program itself. This is not something that I see, you know, Ewing having some sort of issue with retaining players. To me, this is simply Wahab's realization, and when I say Wahab, I mean probably his handler's realization, that next year's team is not going to be feeding the post 15 times a game. We've got Amini Muhammad coming in. It's going to be a more wing-centric offense. And uh, clearly, Wahab wants to go somewhere where he's going to get more touches. So, peace out. Uh, I enjoyed everything that you did for the program. I wish you nothing but the best of success moving forward. But I don't necessarily think this is going to be a bad thing for Georgetown next season.
2: Ben, are you situated over there? I'm I'm moving from a car to the house. So, there's a lot of things going on.
0: Okay, so. Ben, before I get to you, I want to just say real quick, based on who we think is not returning, Georgetown's losing its top score in Blair, second leading score in Wahab, third Pickett, fourth Belay. So they And then up next, you've got uh, Donald Carey and Dante Harris, both averaged eight. We sort of kind of think Donald Carey's coming back. So Georgetown would be returning two of its top six scores. Which is what they also did last year. They returned two of their top their top six scores just on a base level. I can't believe Andrew was so positive. That was really really nice of him. I think the fan base is going to like that. Ben, now I turn to you.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll bring I'll bring the opposite view. Uh, I mean, I don't know <laughs> what's going on per se, and I'm not going to say that this is like look players transfer now all the time for all kinds of reasons. So I can't say like this is not necessarily in relation to anything that happened you know, last year with McClung and all and all that stuff. Um, that said, not a good thing. Uh it can't be can't be a good thing. My my basic sense is just from poking around for a few minutes after this came out, uh Georgetown sounds like they were kinda of caught off guard by this. Like I don't think they really I don't think this was something that was viewed as happening and he's not coming back. I don't know what the speculation's been, but the sense I had was he's not expected like he's in the transfer portal and expected to be gone, so maybe that's obvious. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's a good thing. I mean, my take always on freshmen. I say this all the time: guys coming in until I see them play, I'm not. I don't no idea what to make of them. So the idea that like their offense will or won't be X, Y, or Z. I mean, who knows? I have no idea what to make of any of this. The guy the, the freshman who came in this year that would have I assume would have people would have thought would have been the guy who played a lot didn't. And uh, you know, who knows? And also I would think Patrick Ewing is the coach. I think he's gonna feed the big man. I, I mean I don't know, that would be my just general assumption, but if you're gonna play for any if you're a center and you're gonna play for a guy and you're not gonna wanna play for Patrick Ewing, uh, I guess I don't know. But yes, all that said, I have no idea why he's leaving. It could be tons of reasons, it could be exactly what Andrew said, but uh doesn't it not a doesn't look a great situation,
1: uh as far as I can see. So- you you can still you can still feed a big man. Um, in an offense that works efficiently and effectively that where the big man is not Judas Wahab. I don't know what the official stats were for him this season. Bobby, perhaps you can look this up quickly, but I imagine that his assist to turnover ratio was not good. And by not good, I I was just horrible. Um, We all watched the Colorado game in the NCAAs. We all saw what Georgetown's strategy was in that game, which was to feed him early and often and we got blown out by – we were down by 30 points. Even in the comeback attempt, all we did was feed the post. He just but I don't think too that much was – a... sorry, go ahead. What, what, I, what I'm going to say was, like, you know, I think you can have a more mobile big in there in that slot. I don't know if Ryan Matembo is that guy. I'm not saying Ryan Matembo is as good as Kudus Wahab is, but I don't think this is a sky is falling situation. I also don't think Ewing really deserves any blame for this. I mean, people are like, "Oh, what's going on at Georgetown with, you know, Wahab leaving?" The fact that Kudus Wahab, Judas Wahab, I'm sorry, is even considered a impact transfer is because of all the work that he did under Patrick Ewing. I mean, he was a three-star recruit coming to Georgetown. No one had any expectations for him, and now maybe he moves on to, you know, a high major and is, is and has a successful rest of his career. I think Ewing deserves credit for that. Um,
2: well, anyway, so, so just to counter a couple of things or just thoughts one in terms of the game, I don't necessarily know. I mean, Bobby can, is the arbiter here, I don't necessarily know that Georgetown's game plan against Colorado was feed Wahab. I think mean, Colorado's plan was let that, let Wahab beat us. We're not letting the three point shooters beat us. Plus, because as you mentioned, he doesn't pass the ball as assist. You know, it's not, I don't, I don't know if you can have an assist to turnover ratio and you have no assists. <laughs> um, so I think Colorado was probably like, well, if the ball goes inside, nobody else is going to benefit. So we'll just give up twos, prevent the threes. And obviously that worked out well for them. Um, the rest of it, like I said, I don't have a clue what is the reasoning is. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so much going to say I'm giving Patrick Ewing slash the coaching staff the benefit of the doubt, because I don't know. We do know that over the last you know year or so that they've had guys leave or seemingly some unforced error. So the whole thing seems weird that it's coming out of left field like this. And you, I would have thought that if anybody was going to stay to work under Patrick Ewing for the, also the reasons he just stated, it would be this guy. So it makes me wonder, you know, as we're all wondering why he, he, he is leaving. Um, and look, at the end of the day, t- t- turnover is just a part of college basketball these days. It's an unfortunate part. I say that as an outside observer, not somebody whose life – is in there so they can do whatever they want but um when you constantly are losing guys though like this it is a problem and as bobby pointed out the fact that you're going in the next year with only two guys like i i was saying to bobby on the last podcast that the fact that wahab and harris look like legit starters is a big benefit that you didn't have maybe even like a month prior to go with the freshman now you're taking one of those guys out i have no idea what these freshmen are but unless they're the fab five i'm not going to sit here and go wow look out so uh, to me this is a a significant blow whether it's there's blame that i don't know
0: we've obviously on this kente corner we've lived through a lot of transfers recently i'm gonna just i'm gonna go i'm gonna get down to just three guys okay james akinjo who is biggie's rookie of the year mac mcclung who was came in as the you know the youtube sensation all that stuff pretty good college guard and kudos wahab who just Basically was a key part of Georgetown unexpected, you know, best four days in the last decade type of situation was named to the all big East, uh, tournament team of all of those guys last year. I can't, you know, based on what I know, you know, last year and how I felt, I think right now in this moment, I think this one, I don't know if it's the biggest transfer, but it makes the least sense to me. This is Kudus Wahab. He's playing at Georgetown, for Patrick Ewing, Georgetown's been just going, you know, I mean, I can't think of another big program that wants to play a traditional, more Patrick Ewing, you know, 80s-style basketball than Georgetown with, you know, feeding the post, which is why we think Akinjo left. McClung, who knows, whatever. But if you guys had to rank these transfers, how would you rank them, I guess, in terms of surprise and then of effect on the program? I think I would have Wahab at the top because... It just doesn't make sense. Guys are supposed to be transferring in like Omer Seven, as a big, as a, you know, a a traditional five. The centers aren't supposed to be transferring out, particularly when they're making such progress.
1: Uh, And I'll just, I mean, I I don't disagree with you. We also don't know who may transfer in, right? Or who may come in to replace Wahab. So you you could get someone better than Judas Wahab for the Hoyas next season um, at the five. That being said, uh yeah, I would agree that he is someone that seemed to be developing nicely under Ewing um and would have probably improved his chances of playing overseas or even going to the league or whatever and making a career by staying another couple of years. But when you have outside influences, um you know you can see on Twitter what his handler, guardian, whoever it is, has been saying, it seems like they wanted Judas to be the focal point of an offense, and I don't think that that was going to happen next year with this recruiting class coming in. Just out of
2: curiosity, because you know, hey, uh, Mr. you Mr. guys, Casual, you,
1: you know. guys haven't uh, ranked yet. I want like I want like
0: a rankings. Oh,
2: um, uh, I would so, say this so, one this so, makes the least amount of sense. So I would agree
0: with that.
1: Yes, Ben agreed with well, me. Um, no, I, I see this from a from a Wahhabian perspective. Why it does make sense. Um, I also saw from Mac McClung's perspective, why it, it made sense. And I don't think that was just basketball reasons. I think he wanted to go to a larger school where he could get more Instagram followers. And I think Akinjo made sense because, you know, he saw that the house was on fire and wanted to run out the door and go back home and play on the West coast. So, I mean, I think all of these make sense. Uh, this one hurts a little bit more because we're finally at a point where we see Georgetown building something, and Wahab, in theory, was going to be a key, key member of the, the team next year. Maybe he's a bit selfish in this decision. Uh, you know, maybe he was going to have to take a little bit of backseat, but it's, it's upsetting from a fan perspective because just when you think Georgetown is ready to turn the corner, you know, now it's like, oh, great, where, where are we now? So that's disheartening, um, but I, I still – His his decision to transfer does make sense to
2: me. Bobby, not to hijack your your podcast, but just a quick question. Mr. Casual, you you tend to know things sometimes. Like, I want to make sure I understand because I'm not sure I do, and that's probably me. Are Are you saying you know or you have heard that he's transferring for these reasons, the handler reasons, they're not going to go through the offense through him reasons, or this is just your assumption based on whatever, who's coming in or how the world
1: works? Oh no! I'm just reading the season. It's from the actual tweets that that uh, handler slash guardian, whoever he is. You want me to, me to read I, it? Do you? Yeah, sure. I
2: haven't seen this. That's that that that's why I'm like I, I, that's why I'm asking. Like, yeah, I, I thought I was missing something. Sure.
0: So Duval Simmons, who I guess played at St. Joe's, was a nice um role player for Martelli. Tweeted the other day, all about improving each season, and he tagged Kudus Wahab. Good sophomore campaign but we headed back to the barn in the lab with trainer, whoever, best off season yet to come. Great job. Q, keep it up. We're proud of you. See you soon. And then, uh, Hoya breakdown tweeted above it, you know, will hands down be one of the best bigs in the country next year. Most likely the best in the conference along with Xavier's Fremantle. And then, um, this guy Duvall tweets back and says, I don't normally respond. Q is the best post player in the big East. I'm biased as usual, but not way off. You can't name any bigs in the conference who dominated Q home in a way it's, and this is, this is the big, obviously sentence. It's overshadowed by the losing. So he seems to me to be making the case that Wahab would have a bigger, you know, reputation if Georgetown wasn't going 13 and 13 Uh, last year, They were 15 and 17. It seems weird to say that off, off of, you know, making the NCAA tournament, and winning the big East tournament. But that seems to be, I think what people are kind of hanging on.
1: Yeah. It, it, what, what the handler is saying there is that if he was on a winning team um, that was getting a lot more national press, um, that he would have a better or increased prospects of an NBA career. That's it's, basically what he saying.
0: It just seems weird to have that opinion after. I think we all agreed that, Georgetown came out of nowhere to win the Big East tournament and they were, you know, the talk of college basketball for an entire week. I mean, I think um, uh, Steve Lavin had Georgetown going to the final four and, you know, going toe to toe with Gonzaga. I mean, it just seems like you can get attention at Georgetown. That just seems such like a weird position to hold.
1: Yeah, no, I I don't disagree with it. Uh, I don't disagree. I mean, I don't disagree with you, what your interpretation of it is, but I get it. You know, I mean, if that's what they think, then that's what they think. I, I don't think so that's it's correct. But it is what it is.
2: So, so to then go back to Bobby's question, like which of these is the most surprising? Wh- wh- I said before that I agreed with Bobby. Now I would t- times it by fifty because that explanation is utterly bonkers on the thousand level. So it makes it even more surprising because there's no ju- actual justification for that logically if your interpretation is accurate. At least with the other two guys, uh, you know, there was like you said with the Kindle, there was smoke going on. He jumped, you know, he got out, and with McClung, there was a lot of you know, things going on last year, at that point, this would make no sense and would be an incredibly faulty logic uh, if that's the case. It, it, again, if if how you're reading it is accurate.
1: Yeah, I mean, the sad, the sad thing here is that I think what's ultimately going to happen is that he's not going to improve as much as he possibly could have under Ewing tutelage. and he may not have a, as a successful pro career as he may have had staying at Georgetown. It's also sad that these kids even listen to these handlers over taking the advice of someone like Ewing, who, if I had to, you know, if I had to pin the success of my future to Patrick Ewing or whoever this handler guy's name is, I think I'd go with Ewing.
0: So I was sitting in my office and I was like, you know, I feel like, and this is kind of goes to what Ben said about the program being caught off guard. And I was like, you know, I felt like last week, whether it was on Zooms with post game, or it was, you know, after each win, Ewing would have a couple minutes with Rob Stone and Donnie Marshall and Steve Lavin. It just seemed like he was going out of his way to be just for as great as Wahab was playing, he was complimenting them even more. And we'd heard this year one of the things Ewing spoke about, he said Thompson taught him, was that, you know, a lot of the times you have to recruit the guys on your campus harder than the guys you're trying to get to come to campus, so I wanted, so I went down and I found a clip. I it took me a couple games. It was after the first game. Donnie Marshall, you know, said, "Hey Patrick, congratulations, you got your first Big East tournament win." You know, it's got to be hard to play with you, particularly at the center. Wahab, what can you say about him? And Wahab, you know, Ewing says, "Oh, you know, first of all, it's crazy." He says, "If he stays here another two years, hopefully." Which at the time, I remember in my head thinking. I mean, he's not going pro, so I, th- I think you're okay, Patrick. I wasn't considering a transfer portal, and then you know, Patrick said numerous times, and this is Patrick Ewing that Wahab has the best chance or has a chance to be the best big to ever come out of Georgetown, which that's a really competitive category, particularly from the guy saying it. So, knowing that he was just tossing around all these pleasantries towards Wahab, and Ben, you're saying that the program was caught off guard, I was. Speculated myself that maybe like he kind of knew he needed to sort of you know send some stuff his way as far as you know you know but it sounds like that's probably wrong. probably my theory is full of crap.
1: No, I I don't think it is because I don't think they are taken off guard. And what's interesting about that is because they actually sent out a press release about it, right? I mean, how many times do we hear about Georgetown moves, transfers, whatever, through some other source on Twitter? This one was via a press release from georgetown which means they knew this was coming a few days ago and for them to know that they probably had some ideas that it was in the works for a while uh, well i mean that's not what i was told but you can do a press release in 10
2: minutes if you're on top of stuff but yeah but, but,
1: but Ben, but Ben, you know georgetown doesn't do
2: that but but wahab is it right tell me did wahab play aau ball or any of that stuff right he's outside the usual system which is why he didn't probably go to a Goodman or a Borzella or somebody like that. He's, I mean, I don't know who his the handler is. You're discussing. I'm just saying he's not in the usual pipeline that the other guys are because you're right. Normally this would have come out of uh, somewhere else. But, look, there's also a thousand things going on simultaneously. People are focused on the NCAA tournament. George's not necessarily high priority. I mean, I believe I put out the tweet off the press release before any of the national guys did, and I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so, like, I don't think it was like that high of a – of a thing, um, Georgetown has been putting out press releases more in recent years. They, they've been mm-hmm. only more in the last year, or so they've been more open. That they were the first one, like I said, I would imagine that has more to do with Wahab's inner circle as opposed to like, if it was known for a few days, it still doesn't explain why it didn't get out. Like why why wasn't it? Would have been more logical to even been out if it was a few days ago, right? I mean, these things don't typically stay under wraps. So, but but I, I would ask you this again. I'm not trying to be negative, but if we're gonna just say like another guy leaves and put the onus on him and his handler and all that, and that's real, fine. Real
0: quick, it looks like Wahab played AAU for Under Armour team. I'm just doing some 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 real-time fact-checking.
2: Okay, well, go, I mean, the, the, the AAU aspect, I, I'm just saying, if logically these things come out, if they come out because somebody on that player's side told people.
1: Oh, okay,
2: yeah, right? yeah, okay. At, from wherever, the, wherever it came from. Um, but anyway, again, I don't know why he left. We're just sort of all speculating. And, again, in college basketball, everybody leaves. I mean, <laughs> no matter what team we're going to talk about that was in the NCAA tournament this year, certainly of the, from the power conference schools and so on, guys are going to leave for reasons that make sense, no sense, whatever. But to localize it, since we saw what happened last year, the question is, like, what what, what leads to the play, people deciding to leave? You know, sometimes it's just to be obvious, like you're about to get lose minutes, somebody they're bringing in, somebody who's going to be better than you. You didn't play enough. Your girlfriend broke up with you. Whatever, but there's also the question of is the school, is the coaching staff doing enough to make sure that they understand your needs, that they that they understand what you're what you're about, that they're being communicative, all those things. And that I don't know if Georgetown is doing that. I'm not saying they're not, but that would be a question for me, just sort of based on other things that have happened over the last you know couple of years.
1: It's look you're you're bringing up fair fair points and these are good questions. I mean I'm I'm speculate I don't know where he's going to end up. I mean is, is he going to you know go to Kansas and be the starting center for Kansas and you know make the elite eight and get a lot of exposure and now get more scouts and eyes on in that way? I don't know. It's possible. Um, is he going to put up bigger numbers at a school like Kansas? I'm just using Kansas um, than he was at Georgetown? No. Is he going to go down a level and dominate? Maybe. I really don't know. But I've, I I would guess that he really wants to go somewhere where, um, you know, it's going to be a team that's constantly in the top 25 and on TV and blah, blah, blah.
0: So, guys, I asked Andrew when this started, like, how long ago does the Big East tournament feel? And it feels like a couple years now. At the same time, I ordered a Big East, champion, Big East tournament championship hat I got a notification today, right before the Wahhab news that it was going to be delivered on Monday.
1: <laughs> and let me just say, what, what kind of sucks? What, 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 what kind of sucks about this? I'm sorry about your hat. But what kind of sucks, what sucks? about all this is that you had such a high moment of winning the biggest tournament, and then that game against Colorado happened. And I told you the last time that I, I, I think I was on this podcast was like, "You're right. ready." You're right. Just be ready. If they get blown out, that narrative is going to return. You're like, oh, well, this time we're Cinderella, we're the 12 seed. doesn't matter because it's Georgetown. And so, so that happened. And so we lost, big deal, not supposed to win, but it's the way we lost which really stings, and that's what people are going to remember. But then you have that happen, and now this happens. And it's, in, you know, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago that we won the biggest tournament, and i you've got two kind of annoying, crappy things to have that have to happen afterwards, and now Hoyas fans are suddenly left with some sort of sour taste in their mouths when it shouldn't be that way. Um, and look, maybe tomorrow Chet Holmgren or someone, you know, from the Class of 21 commits to Georgetown. I, I don't know. Um, you know, there is suddenly a scholarship available, you know, that maybe someone better takes Judith's spot. But right now it just kind of sucks the way things have transpired in the last week or so after the, the biggest tournament went.
0: I think it's easy to see both sides, but, and I hate this way of speaking, but I'm going to say it at the end of the day. I don't know. I just don't really like that, but we all say it. You can't start over new every season in college basketball. You just can't, whether that's, whether that, what, you know, whether that's just the players, whether there's the coaches, I'm sure it's, you know, some to blame everywhere, but you just can't, that just can't happen and be a successful program. I mean, look at how differently we would sort of view everything. If Dante Harris doesn't make those free throws against Villanova and the same chain of events happen. Well, I guess in that, in that, in that world, you don't get the blowout loss to Colorado. Right. But so much good has happened. And then it's like, well, all right, a completely new season. And that just, you just can't have that happen. And like I said, I'm not even going to sit here and blame Patrick for this one because I feel like it's not like on the on the McClung one where maybe he was on the fence and then Ewan comes out and says, oh, he's coming back, and that ticked off whoever was in his family or his agent or whatever. Like, this is nothing to that. Patrick spent the last two weeks basically as Kudus Wahab's PR guy, and it still yeah. happened, you know?
1: And, and and by all accounts, he's, he's a player's coach. I mean – Yeah, I mean, locker, I had, I had Greg Malinowski on here. He yeah. said all the exactly. guys love him. Yeah, Malinowski, Malinowski said that the guys love him. You saw the locker room celebration after they won the biggest tournament. with It started from, the bottom, started from the bottom, now we're here. It was just, maybe I'll go, go back and look to see if Wahab is celebrating with everyone else. I mean, I'm sure he was, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 just, I, I don't think this is a uh, sky is falling moment. I just think that Wahab wants to go somewhere else where he's going to get more of the spotlight.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would just say I don't think it's like some, like, oh, my God, disaster moment, in part because last year happened, right? I mean, the the totality of last year was still worse than this. This is just a surprise This is to the point of Bobby's question earlier. To me, this one is the most surprising. When I, I mean, I literally, when I saw the, the press release, I had to read it twice. I was like, wait, do I have this name wrong? Wahab is the guy that started, right? So – um but yeah, I think the, the, the larger point, like regardless of why he left or any of that stuff, it doesn't matter if he's not coming back. And to Bobby's point, if you every single year, like we're gonna, like if we said right now, let's preview the season next year, what do we think? All we can say is the pe- the, the people coming in are, are get considered to have high marks based on people who evaluate prospects and and uh, Dante Harris, right? I mean, what else are we th- like? There's nothing else to say and that is a rough spot to be in it was already you know they were fortunate to have Harris and Wahab. like I said played well down the stretch at least you could say okay well you know these two guys played well for a team that, won, that, that got hot won the Big East that you know obviously Georgetown had some other good games during the regular season um, they played well the point guard in the center that's really a, you know, that's a pretty good combination to start with blah 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 and now you don't have that so um, you know I, I do think like in the bigger picture, regardless of why he left, and again, this happened around the country, regardless of why this is where they're at, and it is a tough position to all the time have to say what happens uh you know or, you know, have to say, well, how are they going to do, and yes, they did just make the tournament, so we can say we don't have to go with the whole one last time they made the tournament, but it would be cool if they make the tournament based on like being an at large, if you know what I mean, versus like having to win four straight.
1: Yeah, look, that's fine. I think look, going into next season, before this uh, transfer news, you were looking at the three pillars of the offense would have been uh, Wahab, Harris, and Muhammad, right? So you're removing the big pillar um, and your biggest post presence from that equation, which is a which is a pretty big loss. Right now, I don't know that by the time the season starts that you might not have a, another pillar in there. You know what I mean? Like. If we're not, the season isn't starting tomorrow. Like, I don't well, think sure. this is that big of a deal. I think if Georgetown is able to replace Wahab with someone serviceable, then it's just, it's not that big of a deal. It's not like we're losing. I know Ewing said he has the potential to be the best big to ever come out of Georgetown. We all know that's not accurate. And it's not like we're losing that. We're losing a guy that, what, he's, what, 12 and 8 each game who can't pass out of the post. Doesn't have great hands, and is frankly a turnover machine. So it is what it is. I mean, it 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 sucks to have him go, but I think he's replaceable.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would just to to add to that point because I don't want it to be viewed that I wasn't that I'm not assuming other people can come in. But this isn't like NFL free agency where the Washington Football Team can lose Ronald Darby in free agency and the next day go go give William Jackson money to get a, a comparable corner like they could bring in four new guys they could bring in like nobody i i mean like as it stands right now we have no idea what's going to happen so therefore right. to me it is it is significant as it stands i don't sure when do we, i mean look look at this team for this year nobody was going wow they got Bele. look at that guy <laughs> right I mean, he was a guy i don't know even up, even in the beginning of this year he wasn't doing that much then he became Honestly, the key to the season, basically, he's the he's the piece that put them into the position that they got in. So who knows who they get? But as it stands, that and then to the larger point, why are people leaving? People, you know, that that would be the,
1: the question. Yeah, I, 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 I think the I think the big issue too is that there's there's a real cliff in talent at, drop off at the five spot after uh, Judas, right? I mean, Timmy and uh, Malcolm Wilson are. Don't look like they're ready to provide meaningful minutes i mean they might have to play meaningful minutes but they're not going to be impactful um at least in a good way so um you know and matumbo is is sort of a question mark uh, whether or not he's even a traditional five i don't think he is i think he's more of a four um we'll, we'll just we'll just have to see what happens but hopefully they can just get a, a grad transfer that, that can come in and provide some stability at, at the five spot next season yeah, and I think I was
0: surprised we went this long. We I guess we need to wrap it up here that we hadn't mentioned Ryan Matumbo's name yet. And if we did, sorry, but I don't think we spoke about him. If you've listened to these podcasts all year long, I assume you you have been. That I've never I've never wrapped my head around the idea of having four centers on their roster. And this will probably like be the twentieth time that I apologize to the eco FAs, which I'm sure are listening. It, I never <laughs> I never saw value this year. In playing a center at all times. Like I, I saw value in when Wahab takes a breather, which wasn't a whole lot. He played, I think, right around 30 minutes, 28 minutes a game, is that then you kind of go smaller, which is kind of the way basketball is going everywhere, you know? Because I figure, okay, you got Wahab, he'll be a junior. You know, Matumbo's going to play. Where are those minutes coming for Ego FA, let alone Wilson? So I always figured there'd be some movement in the center position. I, I did not see this at all. Like this is just completely blowing my, my longest of all time hair back.
1: <laughs> and, and, and well, well say, look. Yeah. Go ahead,
2: man. Well, I was going to say if Ryan Matumbo comes in and he's everything that everybody wants him to be, forget whether they even add anybody else, it may be a good thing that Wahab left because if it clears minutes for this guy who, because he's an unknown, we don't know he's, you know, he's coming in more polished, I would presume by a lot than, than Wahab entered. So like, if he's ready to go, then that's potentially a good thing. You, like Bobby said, the, the game is not going in the direction of having centers on the court at all times, and you would have probably had to have done that, um, you know, with with those guys. So maybe maybe it benefits long term if Matumbo is ready to go. From that perspective, sure. Again, who knows? But that 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 uh, th- yes, that that is one way to look at it positively. I would say.
1: Well also if you wanna go it's one thing to go small but it's also one, another thing to go small and actually be productive and I think sure. you know we're only we've only talked about Muhammad and Matumbo, but the other three in this class um are from by all accounts gonna be high impact uh, you know, wings and guards too. I mean from Tyler Beard to Jordan Riley to Jalen Billingsley, I mean these guys are gonna come in and, and, and play minutes right away. Um and so if this is kind of a a uh, kick in the ass for Ewing to speed up this going small process. Um, again, that that's a positive thing too.
0: I think they have a chance to become the first Biggie's team to go back to back, pick last to win the Big East tournament title, which is not something I would have said yesterday. And I'm not saying they're going to be picked 11th, but I think they're going to be in that, you know,
1: I don't think any higher than eight. No, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 you can't say that until we know who, who replaces.
0: Well, no, I, but I'm well, saying no. like on, on today, like right now, four o'clock, I'm saying I don't think they're going to get, you know, even though the class is good, I think it's hard to win like that. And I'm not saying that so they can't. Think, okay,
1: so, so so you think if, if, if the, the Big East coaches were predicting the, the finish for the Big East next year, with Wahab in place, Georgetown would be what?
0: I think more in that middle range, like the five, like five, five, six.
1: Four, Four, five, six. And I and think right now it, I think
0: you're looking at a ceiling of like eight or nine. Seven. Okay.
1: All right. I mean, I I, I think that's fair right now.
0: And that could change. I mean, B could decide he wants to stick around, right? They could add they could add a higher a high rated freshman. They could add um some grad transfers that fit into the system, like B just did. You know, so yeah. like you said, a lot could change. But like right now, as we're recording this. I think it's pretty hard to
1: rank them above that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I guess that's fair. I mean, without having – I mean, I have no idea what what these other schools and teams are going to look like next year. I mean, Marquette's going to have a coaching change, and Sabre's always kind of boring, and Butler's boring. And, you know, I don't know. The Johnnies are probably on the up and up, but I'm sure they're going to lose a few guys too. Um, Villanova, Villanova's Villanova. I mean, sure, I think we're middle of the pack. Yeah. Ben, you got anything before we get out of here?
2: Well, look, if nothing else, Wahab's exit got Andrew back on the podcast. That that might be the biggest surprise of it all. So there's something for you.
1: Judas, <laughs> Andrew is a Judas, fan favorite. Judas Wahab. Judas
2: Wahab. Let, let it be said I did not say that one time today.
0: Judas Wahab is on transferring the- from Georgetown, and Kente Corner has officially hit emergency pod status in the spring of 2021.
1: Students will miss you always access
0: all right thanks everyone for listening to kente corner you can find us anywhere you get your podcast make sure to subscribe and to like and then to let me know what you want to hear what you want to hear more of what we're missing you can get andrew at casual hoya you can get ben he covers in washington football the wizards he has his own podcast at ben standing on twitter i think you'll be hearing from us again soon hopefully with some better news